Are you are you a loud cheer in the in the stands? Yeah, like... who's louder, you or Stephanie? No, Stephanie likes to tell me to pipe down and not be the embarrassing dad. And I, you know, I'm I'm slightly embarrassed to say that to our podcast listeners, but I'm sure none of them are surprised. So. Hi, everyone. I'm Stephanie. And I'm Jeremy. Authors of Where Should We Camp Next, a 50-state guide to amazing campgrounds and other unique outdoor accommodations. Almost 12 years ago, we bought a pop-up camper that changed our lives and introduced us to the joys of RV travel. Join us now as we talk about where to camp, what gear to bring, and the best food to cook. We will also keep you dialed in to the latest RV innovations from people in the know. So pull up a chair and join us around the digital campfire. This is the RV Atlas. Hello, everybody, and welcome to today's episode of the RV Atlas. Today, we're heading back to the Pacific Northwest for four amazing campground recommendations in Northern California, Oregon, and Washington State. Now, the Pacific Northwest is my favorite geographical region of this big, beautiful country that I am so lucky to live in. Four years ago, our family took an epic camping trip to the Pacific Northwest, and we spent 26 days doing a huge loop from Seattle to Olympic National Park to Mount St. Helens to coastal Oregon, to the Redwoods, and then back into Oregon for Crater Lake and Odell Lake before going all the way back to Seattle for a few days. It was truly an amazing trip, and it's my favorite trip I've ever gone on, my favorite camping trip um, that we've ever done as a family and that I've ever done personally. So to say that I've been dying to get back to the Pacific Northwest and that my wanderlust for the Pacific Northwest is incredibly strong would be a total, total understatement. So on today's episode of the RV Atlas, we're heading back to the Pacific Northwest with our super awesome first-time guests, Kendra and Tyler from Camp Spot. So Kendra and Tyler and their two cats travel full-time in their Airstream, creating content for Camp Spot's website. They do photography, video, writing, camp cooking content, and so much more. And I really love their visual style, and they truly have like killer writing chops, killer photo chops, killer video chops, and you can see their work all over CampSpot's website. So Kendra and Tyler have traveled all over the country, and we had a lot of cool options for podcast episodes. But of course, I finally asked them to do four great campgrounds from the Pacific Northwest, because like selfishly, that's where I wanted to go on today's podcast. Uh, during the interview, I meant to say that I felt like a kid in a candy shop talking to them about podcast ideas. But instead, like a goofball, I said that I felt like a kid in a candy box. Now, what the heck is a candy box? I don't know, but it doesn't sound like it holds a lot of candy. So just so you know, I meant to say that I felt like a kid in a candy shop talking with them because they've been all over the country, so many great options, and I, I hope to have them back on the podcast to talk about some other campgrounds in other locations. But today we're going to dive in and we're going to get four really cool campground recommendations in the Pacific Northwest from Kendra and Tyler. But before we do so, we have a sponsored message from our friends at Yogi Bear's Jellystone Park Camp Resorts and from our friends at Blackstone. 
Whether you enjoy the comfort of a cabin or an RV enthusiast or prefer tent camping, award-winning Jellystone Park's first-rate accommodations, attractions, and activities provide the setting for a fun family vacation that's also easy on the wallet. Jellystone Parks have everything you and your family will need to make long-lasting camping memories. From amazing water zones including pools, splash parks, and splash pads, to mini golf, wagon rides, and jumping pillows, you will also find themed weekends and family camping oriented activities, including appearances from Yogi Bear and Friends. You'll notice that family fun at our exciting camp resorts is the main attraction. And with over 75 locations across the United States and Canada, you will have a quality camping experience that is also close to home. And just remember, it's not just a campground. It's a Jellystone Park. To find out more, visit JellystonePark.com. The RV Atlas is also sponsored by Blackstone. The sound of bacon or burgers and steak sizzling is the sound that you crave this summer. Blackstone is the original flat-top griddle with more than 5 million griddles sold. Blackstone is the way that America cooks in the great outdoors. You can cook everything you can on a traditional grill and a thousand things you can't. Want an incredible breakfast? How about lunch or dinner? The solid steel flat-top infuses the flavors. Pick the size and style that's right for your next camping trip. The 17-inch and 22-inch griddles are easy to store in your RV and still have the space to feed the hungriest army. There's even a portable Blackstone with an air fryer built in. Talk about variety. With Blackstone, you can cook anything, anytime, anywhere. For outdoor cooking fun and flavor that you can't find anywhere else, go wherever griddles are sold or head on over to blackstoneproducts.com. And remember, if it's not a Blackstone, it's not a griddle. Hello, Tyler and Kendra, and welcome to the RV Atlas. How are you guys doing today? We're doing well. We're trying to stay cool out here in the summer heat of the Pacific Northwest. Yeah, thanks for having us on. I know I'm fangirling a little because we listened to your podcast when we were towing and we're going around. So this is you fun. need to, you need to reevaluate your, your that fangirl situation. That might be a little misguided, but I appreciate that. Thank you. I'm, I I'm fanboying because I love all the content you guys create. But let's talk about where you are right now, really quickly. You guys are in Seattle right now, right? We are. And yep, we are staying um, with my aunt and uncle actually uh, for a weekend, and then we got stuck in a heat wave, um, so we're riding it out here until we can kind of get back onto the road um, within the next couple of days. And what are the temps right now where you are? So today's actually going to be the hottest. Yesterday, I think it was like 105, um, which maybe to some listeners in Southwest area are like, that's no big deal. Well, this place obviously is known for kind of its um, moodiness, right, in terms of climate. So this is very atypical for them. Um, today, it's going to be a high of 115, which is going to be uh, record breaking. But this is serious, right? I mean, there's issues with the grid and air conditioning and electricity and all that stuff. I mean, everyone's kind of on edge out there right now, right? Yeah, I mean, even a lot of houses and apartments don't have AC because previously they never really needed it much. And so the houses that do, you know, the power grid is an issue and then there's houses that don't even have it. Um, so, yeah, it's a pretty serious uh, situation. Yeah. So we're currently in a house with eight other family members because they uh, invited, you know, other family members in the area to stay um, that didn't have AC. So we're kind of buckled down here. It's like a hot snow day, if you will, where we're all hanging out and playing games and <laughs> and uh, fixing food. And you guys are full-time content creators right, in the RV camping space, and you need to get, you're hoping to get back on the road soon, right? 
Yeah, but it, it does give us a good chance to take a breath, uh, edit a lot of photos and, and videos that we've been creating um, and also have good, reliable Wi-Fi. So um, we're, it's kind of a blessing in disguise for us personally and, of course, being able to spend time with family. But, yeah, at the same time, we're kind of itching to get back uh, on the road and in our Airstream and traveling with our cats. All right, cool. I am. I love what you guys do, and I just think we should take a second before we dive into these four great campgrounds in the Pacific Northwest that you're here to talk about. I want you to tell everybody what what you guys do for Camp Spot and what you guys do in in the um you know camping content space because you have such such cool jobs. And I don't know about you, but my mother still doesn't understand what I do for a living. I don't know if you're in the same boat, but t- tell us what you do and how you got started with it. We're very much so in the same boat. (laughs) Um, So we are contracted by CampSpot to um, produce and capture content uh, at campgrounds listed um, on the CampSpot marketplace. And so the CampSpot marketplace, to provide a little bit of background, um, it's a a booking platform, right? Um, So it's an app and website um, in which you type in where you're at or where you want to go, and it pulls up the campgrounds in the area. It's a pretty seamless, easy booking process, um, intuitive and secure in terms of payments and stuff. Um, So they're busy growing that. And so we're on that team, um, helping them grow that with uh, various video, photo, et cetera, to, to make um, camping easier for everyone. Yeah. And some of the photos are obviously of the campground to give people a clear perspective of what they would be instantly, instantly booking. Uh, but also we create a lot of lifestyle um, content around that. And Kendra's a great cook. So we do a lot of campfire cooking and some campfire cooking recipes and some things to do in the area, um, whether it's hikes or restaurants to visit um, if you don't feel like cooking um, and just lots of kind of little snippets of the history of the area as well. And you guys do beautiful work. Like your work really permeates the the Camp Spot website. And I can, you know, now that like I know you and I know a little bit about what you do, I see your style coming through in so much of the the content, right? And I mean, Camp Spot needs tons of content, right? As they're adding all these campgrounds, and um, you know, I now I, now when I see that airstream, I know that's you guys. Or I see the you know all those great camp cooking photos, I know it's you too. So you guys are like content creating machines, right? Yeah, we've kind of fallen into that um, role over the years and really enjoy it and kind of take a, a pleasure in just not only enjoying the experience um, ourselves and with the fellow campers we're able to meet, um, but also with people online to maybe inspire them to try a new recipe of their own or a, a new campground. So tell us about the Airstream. What kind of Airstream are you guys traveling in? So we have a 2017 25-foot International Signature. So I think they stopped making the International Signatures, um, I think, two years ago. I think it's just International now. Um, But it's a rear bed, um, and that seems irrelevant, but I think fellow Airstreamers (laughs) will understand. Yeah, we have obviously struggled with a little bit of storage, um, but also part of that is because we had to add like a cat litter box under our bed where we can access and empty that from the outside. So we had to do some custom modifications um, to it. So are we talking um, cats cats plural? Yes, because you can't just have one. You need to have two. And Um, we're a little bit more fun interact with each other and uh they stay inside we don't let them out wandering campgrounds otherwise we'll take them out like in our arms and stuff yeah 
is it yeah, tough to keep is it cat. tough to keep a man like in, in the rv atlas group on facebook a lot of people do ask about traveling with cats and I, I it pains me to say it a little bit but we tried traveling with our cat lucky and it didn't really work really well and i, I sort of got painted as the bad guy in that picture but there was just like a lot of scratching and destruction inside the rv and then also this great fear of of lucky darting out the door so um do your cats like ever try to dash and make a great escape um not usually i think it really helped that we got we want we got them knowing that we wanted this to be their world they were kittens so this is really all they know um and we did that on purpose so that they could sort of acclimate um a little easier because i've heard of some people you know taking adult cats kind of like lucky right um and so i I think they're just, they know what they know, so they don't want to leave their precious little home with us. Although we did have to child-proof our screen door because they quickly learned how to slide that open and jump out. So now we have like a child-proof appliance plastic clip on there that we have to keep uh, latched. Otherwise, they will kind of jump out and try to explore. They're pretty smart. So, all right, cool. Well, you know, guys, I, when I you know, found out we were going to get together and do an interview. I felt like a kid in a candy box because you guys have been all over the country and there just seemed like there were so many, you know, options and campgrounds that we could talk about. But we settled in on talking about four great campgrounds in the Pacific Northwest. So you guys are going to take us on a road trip kind of going south to north. Are you ready to get us started with Ramblin' Redwoods Campground and RV Park in beautiful Crescent City, California? Ready to go? Yes, ready. All right. So what did you guys Um, love? Yeah, I'm sorry. Go ahead. What did you love about this campground? Oh, um, so we loved its proximity to all of the really northern, like right on the border of Oregon, California, uh, Redwood Groves. Um, And so it was really close to the Lady Bird Johnson Old Grove Trail, which is super popular because it's really accessible to a lot of people. It's a short grove trail and it's got a lot of history behind it since... Um, she was very active in preserving um, the the area and stuff. And the, the campground itself is just like you're camping in the red, like just surrounded, sub- like submerged in it. And so it's really a magical experience because in the morning you're waking up and it's like a beautiful, like foggy Northern California morning through the redwoods. And you just feel like, I don't know, it's a very magical experience for me. Um, and it's the campground is close to like the beaches, of course. Um, Crescent City has a lot of great food. Um, we were at Seaquake Brewing, a lot of good beer, um, amazing fries. It's close to some lighthouses like the Battery Point Lighthouse in, in Crescent City. Um, it's close to Klamath Beach, uh, where you can spend the day looking at sea lions, which is what we did. They were Apparently it was like an eel migration pattern at that time. So we just spent seriously like eight hours just watching sea lions, like diving for eels. Um, that was really magical. Uh, and then of course there's like this beautiful coastal drive on 101, um, in which you can go through a variety of redwood areas. Yeah, it's the Newton B. Drury Scenic Parkway, and you exit off of US 101, and it reconnects with US 101 a few miles up the road. But it's just a beautiful two-lane road, just with like redwoods lining um, right on the, the the side of the road there. So it's just a beautiful drive, and definitely worth veering off 101 for a couple miles to appreciate it. Now I knew that. The, the redwoods would be amazing, right? I mean, we spent four or five days there a few years back, and I, I was astonished by the redwoods, but I knew I would be. Uh, what took me by surprise was Crescent City. It's, it's such a cool town, right? So much to do there. 
yeah, it's a great little oceanside uh, town. A lot of, you know, boats that go out fishing and uh, just a lot of things to do both uh, on the water and also on land. So we, we loved it. And, and there was definitely our vibe. There was great surfing there, too, which I, I surfed quite a lot more when I was younger. But, um, you know, I was surprised to see that it was like some really good breaks there and there were guys surfing every day. Um, just a little bit more on Ramblin' Redwoods. Is it like a smaller campground? Is it pr- pretty rustic? Does it have full hookups? Give us a little bit more of a picture there if somebody might want to book this one. So it's full hookups, which is incredible because it feels like you're like in a state park, right, with all of the woodiness of it and, and everything, but it's got full hookups. Um, it has Wi-Fi as well, which was really um, great for us since we live and work on the road. Um, it's like a medium-sized campground. They also have cabins available. I believe, um, if I'm remembering correctly, there was about like 40 RV sites, 50 maybe, and then like seven cabins. Um, and it's only about a five-minute drive away from downtown Crescent City. And each site was unique because of the wood. So it just kind of, uh, they fit RV spots wherever they had uh, room between some large redwoods. So um, it just feels like you're just kind of camping in the woods um, with friends. And so it's just a nice kind of authentic camping experience. All right, let's head up the coast. And I'm I'm excited to talk about uh, Oregon. I'm dying to get back to Oregon and, and Washington. And I really think Oregon's just one of the best states for RVing in the country. And you guys want to talk about Crane Prairie RV Resort in the Cascade Lakes region of Oregon, which is relatively close to Bend. So tell us what you loved about this place. Yeah, so this campground was uh, only 35 miles outside of Bend, but it was really in... It was off of the Cascade Lakes um, scenic byway um, highway, um, so it it was easy to get to in terms of towing. Right, you're not going down through some sketchy roads and stuff. Everything was paved, um, but you were really submerged in in this Cascade Lake region. Um, the RV resort um, isn't quite like the RV resort in the resorts that you find in the East Coast. It's more like West Coast RV resort in which you have cute quaint cabins and and stuff no like water parks or anything elaborate in that regard but it's on a a lake um in which you look out to uh, mount bachelor south sister broken top mountains and so i was joking with tyler like i felt like we were in like a granola bar commercial because like it, it would just it felt so like if someone were to paint a picture of nature it was like greenery and and blue water and all these snow peak mountains um and so yeah the excuse me, the campground is right on that lake. And so it was really special. And it's also near some other really famous lakes in that area too, which are are super famous for if you're into fishing, right? Yeah. So I recently got into fly fishing. So there's a lot of lakes and streams and rivers in that area. Um, I did not catch any um, when we tried, but we were able to actually rent a boat at uh, Crane Prairie. They have boat rentals, stand up paddleboard rentals, uh, pontoon rentals, kayak rentals. So basically anything to get you out on the water, you can rent directly from them. Um, so we did that for a, a day and really enjoyed being on the water and uh, didn't catch anything, but still enjoyed the process of trying. So Crane Prairie is a huge reservoir. Um, so it's a catch and release place, but you, you know, it's still a haven for, for fisher men and women. And, um, yeah, it was a busy weekend when we were there and what makes it so great is that it has full hookups as well. Um, so a lot of these people as like people who fish, 
you know, they go out to these remote places and they're ready to like get rustic. Well, it's cool that you can kind of get back to your rig, wash off, uh, and then kind of enjoy the rest of your day. And they have fish cleaning stations too. So if you are unlike me and catch a fish and are able to actually process it and cook it, um, they have that uh, ability for you to do on site as well. Tyler, I'm just proud of you for trying because I've been wanting to do fly fishing yeah. <laughs> for my entire adult life. And I'm, I'm absolutely completely intimidated by it. Uh, but I'm still yeah. determined to take a couple lessons um are you are you going to keep doing it i mean was it kind of like oh my god this is impossible or do you f- still feel the inspiration to keep going no i definitely want to do it and the, our next route uh, being in the pacific northwest and we're going to kind of start heading east soon where there's a lot of other great um, fly fishing spots so i'm going to continue to practice and um, i may be basic in terms of my flies and what i can tie and everything like that um but I want to try. I mean, all you can do is start somewhere and just kind of practice and get better over time. So hopefully that's the case. Um, well, and there's joy. Yeah, there's gonna, joy in trying that. new hobbies as an adult, right? I mean, you don't have to be a master to have fun. Yeah. So I encourage you to try and maybe someday we can kind of go fly fishing together and just stand in a stream next to each other, casting our flies. I would, I would love that. And you'll be a master by then. Now we stayed, we camped on Odell Lake, which is, is near this one. And that I I told Kendra, I totally get what you mean by feeling like you're walking around in like a nature Valley granola bar commercial. The whole area is astonishing and the water's crystal clear and the woods are beautiful and there's hiking everywhere. And if I'm remembering correctly, this is pretty quiet part of the state as well too right oh yeah it's it's yeah very remote the night skies as well super clear great night um photography tyler took a few pictures uh in mm-hmm. the middle of the night um we swung by uh, crescent lake which isn't far from odell and I kid you not. It was like one of the clearest lakes I've ever seen. It was just blue. It was turquoise water. I felt like it was just weird because you're used to seeing that in the Caribbean and maybe some other parts of northern Michigan and stuff. But like I said, this the snow peak mountain in the background. You're like, what? This is a magical place. Yeah. And then you also add that it's only about an hour, hour and a half from Crater Lake National Park. So we took a day um, to do that. And you talk about blue water. I mean, there's nothing like that. So um, yeah, a lot of things to do in the area um, if you're able to to leave your campsite because it is just enjoyable just being outside and sitting outside your rig. Crater Lake was one of our quickest NPS trips ever. I think we were there for four hours, did one hike up near the top, checked out the visitor center. And, you know, I was a little bit sad we didn't get to spend more time there, but uh, I, I think we'll we'll come back at some point. So anything else about Crane Prairie RV Resort that you guys want to mention before we take a quick break and head further north up into the Pacific Northwest? Yeah, it. I mean, it accommodates really big rigs. However, they do not have 50 amp service because of the remoteness. Um, I don't know if like the grid is just a little bit older because it feels like this place has been like around forever, which is awesome. It's got like a cool uh, outdoor recreational history to it. Um, But like I said, the sizes are huge. You can definitely uh, tow a fifth wheel to there, but have your converter handy. All right, guys, we're going to take a quick break uh, and come back in a second and talk about two more campgrounds in the Pacific Northwest. We're here with Tyler and Kendra, and we're talking about four great campgrounds in the Pacific Northwest. We've got two more to go. But before we do that, we have a sponsored message from our friends at Ocala, Marion County. 
Ocala Marion County is a place you absolutely have to put on your summer travel itinerary. Located in Central Florida, just off of I-75, this is a place that was tailor-made for summer road trips and family vacations. Whether you're looking for campgrounds or RV parks, there are plenty of options in Ocala Marion County. And once you've settled in, the whole place becomes your personal outdoor playground. It all starts with the area's amazing natural springs. These things are crystal clear, and they're always 72 degrees. Perfect for swimming, paddleboarding, kayaking, you name it. There are countless trails to explore. Whether you're hiking, biking, or even riding horses, you can golf, zipline, and stroll through the quaint historic downtown. The options are endless. Honestly, it's the perfect place to leave work and worries behind and just experience everything travelers like us love the most. So take it from your friends here at the RV Atlas. If you're looking for a place that has everything you need for your best vacation ever, it's safe to say that summer starts in Ocala Marion County. Learn more and plan your fun today at ocalamarion.com. All right, Tyler and Kendra, welcome back to the show. And thank you guys uh, so much for sharing some of your favorite campgrounds in the Pacific Northwest. We're going to stay in Oregon, but go a bit further north to Milo McIver State Park. And as uh, Tyler told me during the break, it's not MacGyver, it's McIver. Um, so what did you guys love about this one? So... I loved the proximity between Mount Hood and Portland. Um, so we actually stayed here when we were doing um, some meetings and stuff in Portland because it's only 33 minutes away. But at the end of the day, we could take some hikes and um, go see Mount Hood. Uh, they have some incredible trails on site. So you just walk out of your rig and onto a, onto a trail, horse trail, as well as like hiking trail. Um, so I really liked that. It is. Uh, they don't have full hookups. They have 44 electrical sites with water, um, so there isn't the, the sewage. They so don't quite get that. It is a state park, um, and it feels like a state park, and it's preserved as a state park. Um, but Yeah, and I mean, yes, there's no sewage, but I will say for a state park, the bathrooms were really good. Hot showers, flush toilets. Um, it wasn't anything too too rustic or extreme. It was just, it, it was comfortable. Yeah. And all the sites were very uh, centrally located toward the, the bathroom. But you're not out in the boonies because I do specifically remember streaming the NBA playoffs when I were <laughs> here. So I must have either had really good service or decent Wi-Fi because that is the memory I have of watching LeBron James while sitting in my camping chair. So um, it is not in the boonies. Uh, it's a great place to have a state park, but you're still um, within distance to civilization. Now, it sounds like there's a lot of other options for outdoor adventure, if that's the type of thing that you want to do. So anything else really cool that you can do there in the great outdoors? Yeah, so they have a variety of um, fishing activities because right there, I don't know if I'm going to pronounce this right, the Clackamas fish hatchery. So we actually did the self-guided tour where you, you hike down to the hatchery and you kind of, they walk, they walk you through the life cycle of, um, uh, I think it was like steelhead as well as the Chinook salmon. Um, and it was kind of cool to look and you saw like people fishing right by you. Um, so it's a great fishing haven. And then the other thing that I remember really well is that the disc golf course, um, they have like a day area in which um, probably people scoot over from Portland, um, but you, it's obviously open to the the campers. Um, and it was a beautiful 
course. I mean, like evergreens. And we, we walked out there, we had just gotten to this area. Um, and this Eagle, this massive bald Eagle, like swooped down. Tyler and I were like, Whoa, did you see that Eagle? And we kind of pointed it out to some disc golfers and they were like, yeah, yeah. It's any, you know, anyone in the Pacific Northwest who lives here, it's like, yeah, Eagles are all over the place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever. But we were like, Whoa, like this Eagle swooped out of this evergreen tree. And these, it was just an amazing experience. Now, you're also pretty close to Portland, too, right? Which is, I mean, got to be one of the best cities in the country. Yeah, we love Portland. Um, it's just so much to do. Good food. Uh, a lot of good companies are based there. So like Henderson, we had some uh, meeting rooms. So it's so nice to be able to have, you know, a city like that so close. Um, and they, the city and the area, they just love nature. And, and so it's just nice to be in an environment where people appreciate and take care and recreate um, on a daily basis. Um, and so it's cool to, to interact with a lot of locals. It wasn't just people traveling. It was locals that were utilizing the state parks and the, the area around it. And of course, Portland has the greatest bookstore on planet Earth, which is Powell's. And if you go to Portland and you don't go to Powell's, that's just shame on you. Um, so anything else about Milo McIver before we head up into Washington State? Yeah, I mean, the last thing I, I would love to mention is that they do have an ADA compliant fishing dock. Um, so I think Oregon is really, um, their state park system is just attentive to accommodating all um, people. And so I uh, would mention that. And this was before I started fishing, so I don't have any fishing stories <laughs> for this one. Uh, you know, I, you, you just mentioned the Oregon state park system. It seems like it's a great source of pride for people in the state, too. I remember being there and they would sell badges for them and stickers. And I mean, it, it very well might be one of the best state park systems in the country, do you think? I mean, you guys have traveled all over. Would you would you rank it near the top for their state parks? I definitely yeah, agree. Without yeah. question, for sure. All right, let's head up into Washington State. Uh, again, just one of my favorite places in America to travel. We had an amazing 26-day trip to the Pacific Northwest, and I, I really, really want to get back. Uh, and we're going to talk about El Camp East Creek Campground in Mineral, Washington. So tell me what you loved about this one, and just tell me if I pronounced that correctly. Yeah, I think you've got that right. Um, and so again, kind of staying with the the theme of the Pacific Northwest, just very lush trees. Um, this campground is a small campground. I, I believe they only have 10 RV sites and 10 campsites. So it's uh, privately owned. The owners are absolutely amazing. We were just there last week with them and actually had uh, Camp Spot CEO, Michael, um, come join us for a couple of days. And he camped and rented an RV from RV Share and uh, set that up. And uh, just a beautiful Pacific Northwest experience. And you're literally 15 miles from the, the main year-round entrance at Mount Rainier National Park. You have so. the Nisqually Gate entrance, which is kind of, I don't know if you've seen like old pictures of Mount Rainier, but that that lumber arch um, of Mount Rainier, that's, that's the entrance that is, like Tyler said, it's only 15 minutes, 15 miles away. And the most amazing thing, as soon as you pull in, you will notice their campground store. This is by far the best, most curated campground store we have ever seen. Like we just, there's coffee table books. There's obviously the s'mores kits that you would need, uh, beer, wine, they have liquor license, um, basic groceries, local honey, all that good stuff. Uh, but the owners, Tom and Brian, just have great taste. Uh, they actually were from LA, recently bought this place. This was kind of their dream. They have an 
Airstream themselves. So we kind of nerded out about Airstream stories. Um, and that's just a, a beautiful location and just a great environment. We met so many campers um, next to us and just made instant friends. And they also have full hookups, um, or I'm sorry, they don't have full hookups, um, but they have water and electric and then an RV dump station um, right next to um, the century. It sounds like a RV treasure. Site. This sounds like an absolute so, magical place. Yeah, we're pretty geeked about it, if you can tell. And obviously, it's like fresh in our minds. But yeah, it's like it was almost like a RV boutique campground. Like it, it just was really great. With like the the you know the bathhouse was a very nice, like heated with um, hot showers, flush toilets. Um, but then it was just like submersion in nature, right? Like Tyler said, like it was just like each campsite is unique in the sense of the trees around it. They didn't go like cutting down trees to make sure they got, could fit, you know, it's very much so a campground, but in like a new modern twist. Yeah. It has a beautiful brook that kind of passes through it. And then they have a beautiful bridge and you walk over into this undeveloped meadow and they have these little walking trails in this meadow that overlook all the mountains in the area and it's just a beautiful experience yeah we were lucky because right now it's wildflower season and so um i felt like sound of music vibes for a sec because all the the shasta daisies were sort of swaying in the wind um and then if you veer off like tyler said from the the meadow um, they have miles and miles of trails uh, that go through um, their acreage. Um, so some old growth forests. I felt like I was like in Harry Potter's Forbidden Forest for a moment. Like just some really cool little corners of the Pacific Northwest that you can explore right on site. Uh, Kendra, I love your thing that you do where you like position yourself in different movies and commercials uh, that like we're in a <laughs> we're in a granola bar commercial. We're in a Harry Potter movie. Now I'm thinking of my trip to Pike Place as being like I, like I was in a Starbucks commercial or something when I got my Pike Place pour over. I, I love that this is such a tiny campground, but you're saying it as such a cool camp store. And I have to confess, I'm having this very selfish author moment where I just really want Tom and Brian to stock our books in the camp store. So if you could maybe give them my email address or phone number, I would really, really appreciate it. I, I just want to think of our books being in this adorable store. Oh, for sure. They would love that. All right. So I'm going to put you on the spot. For each of you, what's your pick? What's your top pick uh, out of these four campgrounds? Um, Kendra first, what's your favorite? Then Tyler, what's your favorite? I, I like to force people to choose favorites. I'm going to claim Elk Camp. Yeah, that's unfair. <laughs> Why did you pick her to go first? Yeah, I'm going to claim Elk Camp so that he gets to choose another. Um, yeah, I mean, it was just, I didn't want to leave. It was just really great. And especially, now, I mean, it was like, Oh, it's only an hour and a half from where we are now in Seattle. And the temperatures, of course, being near Mount Rainier, maybe higher elevation, we're like 40 degree difference at this point. I mean, I'm sure they're experiencing their portion of the heat wave right now, but it was like forested. Like I said, we never had to put our awning out to protect the sun. Um, so really beautiful shaded um, plate. You never had to use your AC, which is really great because they do kind of ask excuse me, they do ask people to try not to so that they can keep a quiet campground. Um, but of course they understand if you have to and stuff, they're not super, you know, intense about that, but it really makes a difference when you're sitting out there and you're, it's just like silence and just, you can hear the wind go through the trees and, and stuff. So 
Tyler, what's yours? Tyler, you do. <laughs> Tyler, you do. You. You are absolutely allowed to have the same favorite. We don't. We don't have to pick an artificial favorite. Okay, I would pick Out Camp as well as my favorite, but I will also go back and pick Ramblin' Redwoods as my close second because, like Kendra said, you're just in redwoods, and we enjoyed so many campfires and meals just sitting outside. Um, we made like a s'more Sunday dessert after, you know, a good campfire meal. And so just being outside at our campsite at Rambling Redwoods was amazing. So that would be a close second that I'll pick just to, to pick something different. Tyler and Kendra, thank you so much. I really do appreciate you guys sharing for your favorite campgrounds in the Pacific Northwest. And I really hope to have you guys back on the show again. Tell, tell us where you're going to next. If you can get out of this heat wave situation that you're in, what, where are you traveling to next in the Airstream? So we're supposed to visit some family in Walla Walla, but after that, we'll be um, going to Tom and Mary's RV park in Missoula, Montana. And so hoping to spend a week there um, in the beginning of July, head up to Glacier area, um, Whitefish, and sort of bop around those beautiful, beautiful mountains up there. Yeah, we're making our way back to our home state of Michigan, and we'll be going down UP, which is the first staying at camp spot locations along the way and um, really looking forward to enjoying the summer um, it's going to be a, a beautiful summer we hope in some of these northern states where can everybody follow your adventures if they want to see more see your photography check out some of the recipes and the food work all, all the different things you guys do give us all your locations where you would want somebody to follow along yeah, we'll definitely start with Camp Spot um, and go to the Camp Guide, which is the blog where you'll see a lot of the recipes and kind of updates on the tour and things like that and where you can directly book all of these campgrounds that we're visiting and talking about. Um, Camp Spot's Instagram as well. Um, share a lot of things in the stories and the highlights and stuff. Um, we do, as we've hosted uh, Instagram Live with you, yours mm. truly, Jeremy. <laughs> um, so that, uh, that social media platform as well. Yep, and you can kind of find us tagged um, um, on some of those posts. So CampSpot just launched a new app that enables people to directly and instantly book campsites on their mobile device. And so you can drive across the country phone and find your next camp spot. Guys, thank you so much. And I really, truly hope to meet you guys and see you someday at the campground. Yeah. Oh, we'd love that. Yeah, that would be good. How did... Uh, can I ask how the baseball tournament went? Oh, the baseball tournament. There's two different tournaments that have been going on recently. They're still going in the All-Stars. This All-Star tournament is still going. And they got second place in the baseball tournament over the weekend. They kind of had a heartbreaking loss in the last game. But they really, they played well all weekend. And both of my boys played well. I think I think they had a lot of fun, even though they didn't get first place. So thank you for asking. Are you are you a loud cheer in the in the stands? Yeah, who's louder, you or Stephanie? No, Stephanie likes to tell me to pipe down and not be the embarrassing dad. And I, you know, I'm I'm slightly embarrassed to say that to our podcast listeners, but I'm sure none of them are surprised. So yeah, I I, I probably need to shut up a little bit more. And the boys are embarrassed too. It's total like middle aged dad thing. So, uh, but I actually this weekend I kept myself quiet. And I'm to be perfectly honest with you too. Love baseball ready for things to wrap up and hit the road and, and get back out and do some camping trips as well. So um, when you head back to the Northeast, let us know and we'll, we'll meet up somewhere. Absolutely. Yeah, we look forward to it. Awesome, guys. Thank you. A big thank you for listening to this episode of the RV Atlas. 
And a big thanks to our sponsors. To Jayco, the Thetford Corporation, Camp Spot, Yogi Bears, Jellystone Park Camp Resorts, and our friends at Ocala Marion County in Florida. To find out more about the topics discussed in this show, visit thervatlas.com. And join the friendliest group of RVers over at the RV Atlas Group on Facebook. And if you enjoyed this show, please consider leaving us a review over at iTunes. And we'll see you at the campground. See you at the campground.